This is the second Sunday on the series Uncomfortable. And last Sunday, can I have the first slide, please? Uh, we kicked off uh, the series by saying, embrace the discomfort. And what does that look like? And I thought um, it's, a, it's a very sweeping statement, a very general statement. So what does it look like? Then we're going to kind of have a look at it during uh, these five Sundays. So uh, today we're going to be looking at the cross, at the cross of Jesus. And the, the theme is uncomfortable, but I think I, I, I prefer to say it is uncomfortable and the offensive cross of Jesus Christ. But um, we're doing this book, well, I'm reading, uh, and I've based the themes of, of this series on this book called Uncomfortable, written by a guy called Brett McCracken. And in his, one of his phrases is that church should not be about being perfectly understood and met in our comfort zone. It should be about understanding God more and meeting Him where He is. This is uncomfortable, but a beautiful thing. And um, we kind of wrapped up last Sunday, the next slide please, by how do we, how do we embrace discomfort? And, and the, the, the theme of embracing discomfort was based on uh, 1 Peter chapter 2. Uh, verses, um, I think, five and onwards. And it was like, I'm sorry, it's very small letters there. Uh, it's this, this, this invitation for us to participate as, as living stones and to draw our participation in the cornerstone who is Jesus Christ. Because actually, it is Jesus who is building us as a temple for His Spirit to be present and to be at work in us. And, and in one sense as well, we, 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 we're doing this not because we're capable, but through our, I forgot the, the word, incapabilities, we acknowledge that Christ is the one who's helping us. So that's where we left it. And today we, we're going to come to, to the cross. Um, I've, I've said, can we have the next slide, please? It's, it's, it's the uncomfortable, but it's also the offensive cross. Now, we, we live in a day and an age where wearing a cross or having a cross in your Bibles or having a cross on my mobile phone, it's a done thing. It's... It's, it's part of the fashion. Uh, we've got the, 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 the mugs and the cups and the t-shirt movement with all these Christian and these cross sayings. And, and in itself, it, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that there is any problems with that. But in one sense, we, we've got a different understanding of what the cross is. Whereas to mention the word cross to a Roman or a Greek person in, in, in Jesus lived, it was the most gruesome way of dying. That's how you treated terrorists. That's how you treated the way, the, the worst of the worst of the criminals. It was through crucifixion. And it was not only that, but it was also that the, the whole process, so it was not only the nailing of the cross, but it was also the whole journey to the cross and what happened uh, during the cross. So there was a lot of things that were kind of embodied in the whole experience. 
So it's a punishment because of opposition is a is 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 a is a symbol of shame and suffering and actually it's not one of those pieces of suffering where you 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 do your bit and then you can come back and life is normal again. It's one way. It's one way only. It's death. So we're going to be looking at, at the cross. And again, I, I, I just want to, to say, what then does it mean when Jesus... It's very confusing. What does it mean when Jesus says that whoever wants to follow me needs to pick up the cross daily and follow me? Is it about death? Is it about the death of something? Or is it about the death of self? We're going to be looking at a passage in Mark chapter 8 in a conversation where two disciples are asking Jesus, who is going to be your most favorite person and who is going to be sitting in the most favorite place? If we we look at John chapter 8, we're going to be mainly focusing on um, verse 34. But just to give you the background and the context of the story. So then he began to teach them, verse eight, uh, chap- chapter 8 of Gospel of Mark, verse 31. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests and teachers of the law. And then he must be killed and after three days rise again. He spoke plainly about this and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. When Jesus turned to the disciples, he rebuked Peter, get behind me, Satan, he said, you do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. Then he called the crowd to him along with the disciples and said, apologies, I've given you the wrong context because I'm mixing up with a different story. It's a different context um, than what I said about the two brothers asking who is on the um, best place with Jesus. Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is for a man to gain the whole world and yet forfeit his soul? So here we've got Jesus, who is trying to, to teach the disciples, says he's been there with him for three years, something that is radical, which is actually upsetting for the disciples. It's offensive. But isn't it interesting how, how Paul says that the cross of Jesus is offensive? He says, It's a stumbling block for the Jews. And what is it for the Greeks? It's foolishness for the Greeks. So so, so Paul says, regardless of, of of what people think, the cross in itself, the cross of Jesus is offensive. It's offensive even for Muslims. If we take it into our own currency, it's offensive for Muslims to think that the Son of God, this, that the, the, the Christians claim that he is the Son of God, is, is so much humiliated that he has to go and experience death. This cannot be acceptable. 
And yet, Jesus himself is talking about the cross in a way that is making the disciples to think about the cost of their discipleship. When Jesus is saying here about the cross, it's not about the death of things, but he's still talking about the death of self. Can we have the next slide, please? So, Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, When Christ calls a man, he bids him to come and die. And by, by, when Jesus is calling us to, to, to pick up the cross, he's not calling us to die of things, but he's calling us to die of the idolatry that we've got built in of our own selves. The idolatry from, of self-centeredness and every attempt to orient, orient one's life that dictates of its self-interests. So when Jesus is inviting us, when he is inviting the disciples to pick up the cross and follow him, he's talking about a journey that is really offensive. Now, I'm going to say that as I look at my life last week, I've been really offended by the cross. And you say, why? Because it has brought into the light how much life is around me and myself and my autonomy and my independence. It's, it's, it's around the, the way that I, I, I'm, I'm humbled, but in my humility, I'm proud because there's not a lot of many people that hum, humble like me. Well, the cross has offended me. I don't like that. It's uncomfortable. The, the, the cross has offended me because I, I, I want to be proper and, and, and I want to be really right in the right report with my neighbors and my friends to the point that when it comes to them swearing in my face and naming the name of Jesus the way that they shouldn't, I step back and I'm very quiet. Because if I say something, it's going to upset them. The cross is really uncomfortable for me because actually it's putting me into jeopardy. Shall I buy a 10 grand car or shall I buy a, a 1500 pounds car? Because how is it going to look? And what is the perception that I'm going to give to everybody? It's really offensive. I've really struggled with that. This week, as I look on AutoTrader to upgrade the car, it's really offensive. Because it's putting me into the place to say, well, God, what is it that you're saying here? What does it mean then for me to pick up my cross? To pick up my cross, it means that I am putting away the old man, like Paul says, and embracing the new man. 
And I can only do that through the power of Holy Spirit. I can only do that where actually... Remember when I said last year, last week, last year, last week, that, that moment of surrendering that actually is not anymore about my agenda, is not anymore about the, the I culture, but it's about God. You have offended me this week with a cross, and I cannot leave those offenses unattended because I'm stopping the gospel to be good news for me and good news for you guys. Can we have the next slide, please? So when, when we say, or when Jesus is asking his disciples to pick up the cross and follow him, He's inviting them in this journey of loss and gain. All our culture is saying to us is DIY, self-made, this, that, and that. Whereas Jesus is teaching his disciples something that is very countercultural which is upside down. Everything that Jesus is teaching, actually, look at his teaching, everything that he has said or done is upside down. It does not meet the criteria of the human logic. And that's why he's saying that the cross is a stumbling block for the Jews because they can't bear a Messiah that is going to go on the cross and bear the shame and all those things. And the logic of the Greeks cannot meet the requirements because it's foolishness. Why would somebody die for the sins of the world? And yet, Jesus is saying, if you want to follow me, you pick up your cross daily and follow me. That's harsh. It's Jesus who's saying that. Deal with him, not with me. But that's harsh. And the reality of the cross is harsh because the journey that Jesus went through was a harsh journey. And he didn't have to do that. But let's see why he had to do that. Sorry, let's let's see why he did it. Let's open our Bibles in Philippians chapter 2. We're going to start from verses 5. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 says, Your attitude, that attitude of picking up the cross daily, should be the same as the one of Christ Jesus, who, Being in very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a slave. Got it wrong in the NIV. It's doulos. It's slave. You've given up all your rights for the rights of somebody else. 
doulos, slave. Harsh words. Taking the very nature of a slave, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even the death on the cross. And when I said to you that picking up the cross is the dying of ourselves or self, the tendency is for us to stop here. And you look back and you think, oh, what a failure I've been this week. I've not done this. I've challenged myself with this and I have not, oh, I've yelled at the kids when I should have not. I've had uh, a misunderstanding with Ruth and I've not done anything about that. What's a failure? This is not dying to self. It's just being regretful about some stuff that you've done and you should have done. Dying to yourself is recognizing that Jesus is there to help you. And dying to yourself is embracing the victory and the life that Jesus gives. So it doesn't stop at the death. But you, when Jesus is saying, you pick up the cross daily and follow me, Jesus is saying, pick up the life that I'm offering you. That's what Jesus is saying here. If you want to follow me, don't do the life that you want to do. Because I've got a better idea. And I want to give my disciples life and that life to the fullness. So when Jesus is saying to us to die to ourselves, it doesn't stop there. Look, the verse doesn't stop there with him emptying himself. Look what's happening here. Therefore, after Jesus has done all these things, becoming a slave, emptying himself, considering himself nothing... Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Do you see God's perspective? It's totally a stumbling block. Of course, it is foolishness, but it's life-giving. It's life-giving because it's not only thinking about our 70, average 70 years here on earth, but it's talking about eternity. It's talking about meeting us face-to-face. And when Jesus meets us face-to-face, I want us to see him face-to-face and really see him face-to-face and say, well done, my good and faithful servant. So picking up cross daily, it is a loss, but it's a gain. And that gain is in the life that Jesus wants to give us. It's not easy. It's very upsetting. It's very offensive. But that's how we make the good news of the gospel be good news. Otherwise, what's the point? we might as well follow a local politician. And if we don't agree with him, we don't agree with him. If we agree with him and this ethos, or her or her ethos, that's fine. But this is not the life that Jesus is asking his disciples to, to follow. 
He's talking about, can we have the next slide please? He's talking about the, the life in victory. It's the life of the resurrected Christ. The reason why we come on a Sunday, the reason why we call the resurrected people is because we have endorsed that actually in Jesus there is life after death. We've recognized that Jesus went to the cross not to finish there. But Jesus went there so as he prepared his disciples, on the third day, I'll come to life again. This is the power of the resurrection. This is the power of the life that Jesus is offering to you today. This is the power of life that Jesus is offering to me today when I'm offended and when I'm upset about the, 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 the things that the gospel brings into my attention. Now, we want to do business with God here. And talk about that. I mean, we even talked uh, this morning as we were praying that it's a different thing to say, to sing, God, we dare you, 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 you come here with your presence. And it's a different thing to acknowledge that, that we really want to do that. And I think also it's very easy for us to sugarcoat that, oh, I pick my cross daily in my suffering and my this and that. It's not about that. The picking up of your cross daily is about embracing God's life without having to have your opinion. Embracing the cross of Christ daily is accepting God and His revelation for what He's given us in the Scriptures and saying, God, I don't agree with this, but you've said it, and you have a better idea than I have, so I surrender. Picking up the cross daily is not about being self-absorbed absorbed with ourselves. It's about saying, God, what is it that your Spirit is bringing into light for me to change and transform? And again, I can't do it on my own. I want your life. And I want that promise of the life to the fullness to be true for me from this moment onward. I want that. I want that for myself. I want that for my family. I want that for you guys. I want that for Bristol. And I think uncomfortable series is really uncomfortable because I think we make it. We make Somehow we've fallen into the trap of making Christianity, or let's not use even the word Christianity because that's, that's dated now. We've, we've, we've made the word a disciple of Jesus really comfortable. You come here and you join this, and these are the benefits and stuff. Whereas actually, you see Jesus' teaching. The benefits are for you being embraced to be a son and a daughter of God, of God Almighty. That's the big. Look at the grace and the love that God has shown and lavished upon us that we may be called children of God. And God gives us life 
and the life to fullness. Do we want that? Do you want to be offended by the gospel? Are you offended from the cross today? If not, go away and think a little bit about that. Is the cross of Jesus offensive to you? And offensive to the point that makes you uncomfortable, that brings you to the point of saying that, God, I want your work. I want your intervention in my life. I want your life and that to the fullness. Let's pray. Lord, we, we've sang, Lord, I look to you, I want the overwhelmed. And that's, that, that gives me vibes of comfort. But Lord, I, I, I pray for myself and for my congregation here. That as we look at your cross... And as we respond to your invitation to pick up our cross on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, on Friday, on Saturday, on Sunday, and so forth this week and the coming weeks. I pray that we will die to ourselves. And we will embrace the life that the cornerstone has for us. That the, all the offenses of the cross that, that come our way, that we will be able to, to, to pour them out to you and say, Holy Spirit, continue that work of sanctification. And allow me, allow us to live the life that Jesus has given to us and live it to the fullness. For your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.